growing stronger and stronger. Amen. The Church of Jesus Christ is growing stronger and stronger so that uh, the bride can be ready for the groom. I want to thank God for you and the bride continue to make uh, before the Lord even when you cannot be there to pray for me and to pray for the work and the people where God is sending us on a mission. Those prayers are not in vain. Those prayers are not in vain. We, we encounter great opposition and the prayers are very, very much needed that the word of God may go forth speedily and the word of God may multiply among the people that we are called to minister to. Amen. So we want to honor the Lord with our tithes, our offerings, and then we go to the word of God. Father, we thank you and we honor your name. It is your hand that provides, it is your grace that sustains. I ask that you continue to show us the way. Thank you for the grace to give and to receive. Thank you for your provision of our lives. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. share with you about the persevering faith, the persevering faith, the persevering faith. There is in, um, in the believer's walk times that we pray for things and they happen immediately happen instantly and then there are things that seem to take their time and so the Lord desires for us to step fully into our position as uh, sons and daughters who reign with him. So the Bible says that we are seated in the heavenly places. But then our being seated in the heavenly places requires for us to build in us the character, uh, the character of Christ. The character of Christ. And so uh, the book of Romans chapter 5 
this this uh, service we talked about when God helped you last time? Or was it the one o'clock? This one we talked about seeing the unseen. Okay. Seeing the unseen. And we, we said to see the unseen requires affliction. And you either um, afflict yourself or you get afflicted. You either afflict yourself or you get afflicted. And so we said afflicting ourselves is about fasting, prayers, and watches. When we afflict ourselves, we are allowing ourselves to see the unseen. And the Bible says when Job went through his afflictions, um, when Job went through his affliction, he said, I had heard about you with the hearing of the ear, but now I see you. And so to grow in the character of Christ requires persevering faith. And so the non-believer wants instant miracles. The non-believer wants instant miracles. But the believer is invited to the persevering faith where trust and character are built. Amen. Where trust and character are built. So Romans 5 <clears throat> verse 1 says, <clears throat> Therefore, having been justified by faith, and so we are believers. There's no question as to who we are. We've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have access by faith into this grace which we stand. And so there is nothing hindering us from victory. So there is no doubt we have full access to all that Christ has for us. There is no doubt that the blood of Jesus has given us access and the name of Jesus has given us authority to access everything that God has for us in Christ. So we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Then he says, and not only that, we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Now, we talked about afflictions that allow us to see the unseen. Tribulations, they allow us to develop the character of Christ. For us to reign, for us to reign and to minister to God effectively, we must go through, we must go through tribulations. And so every single believer who understands fully who they are in God, immediately they are given a condition for them to grow in the persevering faith. So the unbeliever is delivered out of, the believer is delivered through. The unbeliever is delivered out of, but the, the, the believer is delivered through. 
Because the believer needs to gain the capacity to reign. Because the moment you become a believer, you don't live for yourself, you become a representative of the kingdom of God. And you need to have positional authority and power, positional authority and power to do the work of the king. And so he says, not only that, but we also glory to relations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or endurance. And so we are building spiritual muscles by persevering. God could easily remove a thing from our life. God could easily snap his finger and send a billion angels to come and rescue you but he allowed you to go through this because he's building perseverance. And so we glory in tribulations. We thank God for the tribulations. We rejoice in tribulations because we know who we are. We know that God has saved us. We know we have access to the grace of God, but now he has allowed this. And so what he allows what he allows, we bow before his wisdom. Someone said that God allows in his wisdom what he could easily prevent by his power. God allows in his wisdom what he could easily prevent by his power. And so we don't just bow before the power of God, we also bow before the wisdom of God. That he knows I need this. And so I bow before his wisdom and glory in tribulations, knowing that it's producing in me perseverance. And then he says, and perseverance produces character. Perseverance produces character. For me to grow in the character of Christ, it is perseverance that is producing that. It is perseverance through the current thing that I'm handling. And so, it could be a word that is spoken over you. A word of prophecy that is spoken over you. And that word begins working in you. Because the word is like a seed. But for that seed to become a harvest, it must be subjected to trauma. For a seed to become a harvest, it must be subjected to trauma. And so you bury the seed in the ground, it goes into a dark place, and then you introduce water and heat to subject the seed to trauma so it can die and bring a harvest. And so it is the persevering in the dark, dark, and lonely places that is what is creating in that seed the new, the harvest. And so the believer fully assured of who they are in God must now go through this without wondering whether God loves them or not. They know that God loves me and so he has allowed this for his own perfect wisdom. He has allowed this 
for his own purposes, knowing I need this. So the persevering faith produces in us character, and the Bible says, and character produces hope. Because what we carry as a currency for the future generation is hope. Hope is a currency for influence, and people of hope are the only people who can be entrusted with the future. And so for us to be entrusted with a generation, we must have hope in ourselves. And hope is not a fruit of the Spirit. And so God needs for us not only to have our hope anchored beyond the veil, but for us to be carriers of hope wherever we go. That when people hear us, when people encounter us, they have hope that God can change their situation. They have hope that this is not it. They have hope that God has better plans for them. And so he says that the perseverance produces character, and this is the character that produces hope. And then he says, and this hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been shed abroad upon our hearts. The love of God is a fruit of the Spirit. And so this love has been shed or has been poured in our hearts. And once this has been poured in our hearts, then it allows for trauma. The moment God releases in us the fruit of the Spirit, when He does that, there must be the need for persevering faith. So the end of the fruit of the Spirit will be hope. The end of the persevering faith will be hope. The end of our life will carry a character, the character that has hope. And so number one, because of the love of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit in us, there is need for the persevering faith. For us to carry the character of God where we are going. Say Amen. amen. So we can carry the hope where we are going. Number two, because of the word spoken of our lives. Because of the word spoken of our lives. There is need for the persevering faith. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 106 that when the word that was spoken to Joseph had tested him. This usually is, a, I think, the most confusing. Because we have a word spoken over us, a word of prophecy, and then we go through trauma, we go through hard times. Sorry, Psalms 105, verse 17. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with the feathers. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. And so, number one, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love when it has been poured in our heart, when God deposits that you will carry his love, when you say, I want to love people, I want to love people and love God the way Jesus loves them, what happens is he begins to bring trauma on that so that the persevering faith can produce character that produces hope. 
Number two, when a word is spoken over your life, when a word is spoken over your life, there will need be persevering in your life. There will need to be the persevering faith. The Bible says they hurt his feet with the feathers. And so when you look at the life of Joseph and the life of the people who did not have a prophetic word, you would probably choose the word of the brothers. You would want the life of the brothers. They seem to be going very smoothly through life. They seem to be enjoying things that Joseph did not have access to. But the Bible says it is because the word of God had to test him. The word that was spoken in him had to change him, had to challenge him. That word had to be subjected to trauma and to have the persevering faith. And so Joseph at the end, in Genesis 49 and Genesis 50, he says, do not worry. It was not you who sent me here. It was God who sent me. It was not you who sent me. Genesis 49, it was not you. It was for a great deliverance that God sent me. And so there are people going through great persevering uh, season, great persecution and betrayal, great rejection. It is important for you to know that God is able to deliver you with his power, but he allows you to stay, to stay there by his wisdom. And Joseph eventually gets it. He understands it. And he tells them, God could easily have made me not go through the pit, not go through the prison, not go through rejection. But for me to qualify to be a prime minister and a carrier of hope, it was important for me to go through this. Many times, where you need to go, needs you to have a character that you don't possess right now. And so Joseph had the dream, Joseph had the favor, Joseph did not have the character. And so the word of God is spoken over him and the word of God begins testing him. Amen. The word of God began testing him. Number three, anointing. Anointing. When you are anointed, you will go through a season of persevering. Anointing. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came and anointed Jesus and when he anointed him, he rested on him. And then immediately the Holy Spirit drove Jesus to the wilderness to be tested by the devil. Jesus was living a very smooth life until the anointing. Jesus was living a very good carpenter's life. He probably did not have any encounters with demons and devils until the anointing came on him. When Samuel anointed David, when Samuel anointed David, trouble began. David was a good boy in the wilderness fighting lions and fighting bears. But the moment he was anointed, trouble began. The Bible says women began singing and it caused Saul to hate him. So a boy in the spirit, because what happens 
When you are anointed in the spirit, it doesn't matter whether you're ready or not. They see you as what the anointing said. They begin to fight your future based on the anointing, not where you are. And so the king Saul was not fighting the boy. He was fighting another king. Say hallelujah. Some of you, the devil is fighting you not because you are a woman who is working at, uh, at, at, at a home health care or a nurse, uh, nurse or whatever it is you think you are. The devil is fighting the anointing in you because he can see. He is fighting you at the level that God has anointed you for. And so you are wondering, why do I even need all these demons? I'm scared of one. The devil is standing 50. He's not fighting you at where you are. He is fighting you at where your anointing says you will be. Hallelujah. And so the moment the anointing comes on you, be ready for a season of persevering faith. The Bible says for 14 years, not one year, not two years, not three, 14 years, you could have had a child and the child be in high school before David ever saw the fruit of the anointing. For 14 years, For 14 years, David was running away from King Saul. He was living in caves and in the wilderness. A man anointed by God. He could no longer stay with his family. He could no longer go back to his career. He had no future, no present, no past. For 14 years, David did not know what was going on with his life. If he could go back, he probably would have gone back and taken back the anointing. But the moment he was anointed and called the king, the devil started fighting a king, not a boy. The moment Jesus is announced to be born, and the, the magi, the wise men, they say, we have seen the star where the king will be born. Herod begins to fight a king, not a child. Amen. Herod begins to fight a king, not a child. This is a lady who came to me and I told her, God loves you so much. God has called you to so great things. That's why you're going through this. She told me, go tell God to love me less. Tell him to love me less. I cannot handle this. The thing is not to ask him to love you less. It's for you to see what the devil is seeing. I want to know what the devil is fighting. So I can step up. So I can persevere. Because the anointing on my life is so much so that the devil is willing to stay for 40 days. You know the devil is also fasting. For 40 days, the devil is also fasting, testing Jesus. The devil decided, I am willing to sacrifice myself. We will not eat until I bring him down. The persevering thing. And number four is because of the work, the assignment God has given you. Hebrews 11, the persevering faith, you, you endure through tribulations with the persevering faith so you can gain authority in your assignment. Hebrews 11. 
Verse 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. They might obtain a better resurrection. This is a place where Paul in Philippians says, I want to know him and the power of resurrection. And then he explains what that is. He says, because I want to find fellowship. And so he says, they did not accept deliverance because they wanted a better resurrection. They wanted to carry in them the power of resurrection. The power of resurrection. This is the power of hope beyond the grave. Where people could be looking at the grave and you tell them, no, this is not it. And so they refused deliverance. And this is Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of resurrection. And this power of resurrection, this is actually supposed to be a, a, a semicolon. The power of resurrection is to have fellowship in the suffering and be conformed to his death. To carry in us the knowing Jesus and carrying this power of resurrection requires for us to have enduring faith. Enduring faith. The persevering faith that allows me to have fellowship in his suffering and to be conformed to the image of his death. And so to have positional authority in your assignment, in what God has called you to do, it is important that your faith be tested. It is important to know that the unbeliever needs instant miracles. The believer needs persevering faith. Not wants, needs persevering faith. So there are things you're asking God to deliver you right now, but they are going against a prayer you prayed. Ten years ago. There's a prayer you prayed and you say, God, I want to know Jesus and the power of resurrection. And God has been answering that prayer for 10 years. And it's not yet cooked. Eh? It's not yet cooked. You say, God, I want nothing but to know you. I want to be able to raise the dead. I want to be able to carry hope. I want this and this. And he says, that's okay. What you need, needs positional authority. In that position of authority, you will need to go through death itself and to reject deliverance so you can know or you can carry a better resurrection, not just of you, but for others. Amen. And so we say that God allows in his wisdom what he can easily prevent by his power. And so he may not deliver you by his power. You know it is possible. But it is important to carry the cross, to die daily, so you can receive a better resurrection. Positional authority. There are people crying for God to deliver them. I hope God doesn't answer that prayer. Because if he answers it, then you will need to go back to that class later. If he answers that prayer, he will be canceling everything you have gained up to now. 
Amen. And so, to say, let my eyes see, let me see that what you are doing, you are causing me to count everything as loss, that I may know Jesus, and that I may know this power of resurrection. And how I know the power of resurrection is not to understand it with my mind, it is to carry in me the power of a better resurrection. And in doing that, then I do it by having fellowship in his sufferings and being conformed to the image of his death. And so then, we thank God. We glory in tribulations. We thank God for the tribulations. When Job had gone through his tribulations, he was able to deliver his friends from God's wrath. He was able to pray for them and intercede on their behalf. When Abraham had endured being able to wait for Isaac, he was able to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. What you are going through is giving you position of authority. What you are going through, if it is not because of sin, it is giving you position of authority. What you are going through, the enduring faith is giving you position of authority. When you say, God, I am praying for marriages, I'm praying that you deliver marriages, give me the power to set marriages free, to raise marriages from the dead, then you must also go through death. Your marriage must also go through death. So you can carry that. And if we do not give up, we shall receive the reward. The Bible says, if we do not give up, if we allow perseverance to have its perfect work, James 1 verse 2, James chapter 1 verse 2, so we must allow or we must give permission to tribulations to finish their work. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. For perfection, this is position authority. Position authority to be perfected in authority, not in character, not in anything else, but to be perfected in opposition authority, we must have persevering faith. This is to be perfected in positional authority. Hebrews 5:8. The Bible says, though he was a son. Jesus, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And he was, when he was perfected, when he was perfected, he became the author. And when he was perfected positionally, he was able to save those who are obeyed. For you to carry positional authority, to save and to set free, you must accept trials 
you must accept that your faith be tested and allow patience to have its perfect work. Afflictions for the believer are not punishment. Afflictions for the believer allow them to carry position of authority for deliverance in the future for other people. And lastly, the persevering faith allows you to handle prosperity and to survive blessings. It, they allow you to handle uh, prosperity and survive blessings. Many people don't fall in the valley. They fall up the mountain. Many people don't fall when they are struggling. They fall when they are prospering. Many people follow God well when they are in trouble. But when everything is going well, they turn back. So Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says, You shall remember the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 8, 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And so God has given them the blueprint of possessing the land is to be careful to obey, to obey the commands. And he says, you shall remember the Lord your God who led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you. So for 40 years, this is what he was doing. He was humbling you and he was testing you to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you would keep his commandments. And so your time of lack, your time of moving from paycheck to paycheck, it was not that God could not fill your bank account. It was not that God could not do everything you needed him to do. But he was leading you in 40 years to humble you and to test your heart. Because you're about to enter into a land where everything will be abundant. And he needs to make sure you can survive the blessings. He says, whether or not you keep his commandments. Verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger. He could have fed you. He could have filled you. But he allowed, it was not the devil. It was not the devil. It was not your boss that is holding back your promotion. Let me say that again. The Bible says promotion does not come from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. And so if it has not come, guess who is holding it? The Lord. Yeah? It was not your boss. I was holding back the papers. It was not the government. I made you to hunger. I kept those documents. And fed you with the manner which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. When you could not get a job, when you could not get anything, I am the one who made sure you didn't know how your bills were paid, but they were paid. I made people who didn't like you to come and clear your bills. I made sure everything was being done right on time. That he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I needed him. To understand when you go into the land of abundance, you are not sustained by the 
the manna there, you're not sustained by the milk and honey. You're sustained by the word of God. First of all, the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You are cometh in nowhere out, nor did your feet swell these 40 years. They did not arrest you. They did not check your papers. The police never stopped you. For some reason you drove in the same street. And I made sure I hid you. I could have given you the papers, but I chose to hide you. Yeah? I did it. I could have done that, those things different, but I needed you to learn to trust me. So that when those things come, you will not trust in them. You will remember, I am the one who does it. And he says this, uh, number five. You should know in your heart as a man chastens his son, so the Lord chastens you. So I did this because I loved you as my son. I needed you to understand that you need discipline for where you are going. I needed you to behave as royalty where you are going. To behave as a royal person. To behave as someone who is in the royal house where you go. And so, for those that love football, there's something that Alabama people say. They say, act like you've been there before. Act like you've been there before. Which means that Alabama people, if they win a game, they don't rush the field. They don't break the goalpost. They are shocked if they don't win. Yeah? But many people, if they beat Alabama, they rush the field, they pull down the goalpost, and they have to celebrate because it doesn't happen often. And so, wherever God is taking you, He needs you to act like you've been there before. He needs you to act like a child of a king. He needs you to act like royalty, to learn the royal way. And to learn the royal way is you going through the wilderness and learning not to trust in the things of this world. Whether people elevate you or they bring you down, you are fine. Whether they pour stuff on you or they don't, you are okay because you realize that my assignment and my provision is from above. Then he says, verse 6, Therefore you shall keep the commandments to walk in his ways and to fear him. This is the lesson you are learning, the way of royalty. Verse 7, For the Lord your God is bringing to a land very much blessings, very prosperous, When we started the church, I told people, I am afraid of praying for you for blessings right now. Because I don't know whether you can survive it. Some of you, I'll pray for you to get five jobs. And you won't even wait for the fifth one. The first one you get, you quit church, you quit God, and you're gone. And unfortunately, many of them did that. I prayed for businesses. Businesses opened up and many disappeared. And now I'm having to pray for them to be brought back. I should have prayed for the wilderness. May the Lord keep you in the wilderness as long as you need to be. So you can learn the whole your way. So that when the blessings come. I am bringing, he says, I am bringing you. There's no doubt. I will do this. The question is whether you'll be ready. I am bringing you into a land, a land of brooks of water, fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. 
a land which he says of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey and other stuff. A land which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, whose hills you can dig copper and many other things. We have eaten and are full. He shall bless the Lord your God for the good land. So the Lord does want you to eat and be full. But he wants you to behave right. He wants you to behave right when your stomach is full. When your gas tank is full. When your car is paid off. When your house, there is no mortgage, there is no rent. He wants you to behave right. So you are not lifting up your heads and kicking us out of your way. He says, you shall bless the Lord your God. For the good land which he has given you. Hallelujah. And so, right now, I want us to bless the Lord for his wisdom. He will do what he promised to do. The only variable is whether you and I will be ready. Is whether you and I will be ready. I'll ask uh, Bryson Delon. Just to play the song. Just with music. Zoo I am. 